The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here. At a time when we are all pulling together to fight coronavirus, COVID-19, I have something for you. An all-free e-chapter on coronavirus crimes and how to fight them. Don't be a coronavirus crime victim from door-to-door sales of fake cures and tests, vaccines. That's not real. To robocalls that are trying to scam you, to fake ads, to phishing you online, to fake cures that are being sold on the internet and on infomercials right now. You've got to arm yourself against these crimes. Please download our free e-chapter, Coronavirus Crimes, Don't Be a Victim. Go to CrimeOnline.com. You'll see it there. Hit the link and download it for free. Arm yourself against criminals and scam artists, cons, that will not only take advantage of you, but take advantage of you, your parents, your grandparents, and people you love at a time when we are all fighting the virus. I hope you go to CrimeOnline.com and download this. It's been highly researched and presented for you for free. Goodbye, friend. Keep the faith. A 22-year-old girl, a college student, goes missing and the search for Haley Anderson unfolds in the most unusual and unheard of way. What happened to this missing college girl, Haley Anderson? Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I'm Nancy Grace. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Dave Mack. Haley Anderson's roommate wasn't worried when she didn't show up at a planned poetry reading session. Family and friends described Anderson as an independent person full of life who liked to do her own thing. Anderson was the type of student who stayed on campus for spring break so she could study. So again, when Anderson was a no-show, Josie Arden didn't think much of it. But the next day was different. Not only was Anderson not answering calls or texts, she wasn't posting on social media either. Arden and another friend 
began to look for Haley Anderson. Guys, this is a, a real bookworm, 22-year-old Haley Anderson, who had decided to stay on campus over spring break so she could study. She wasn't down in Fort Lickerdale, excuse me, Fort Lauderdale, with her top off, playing chicken in the water. This girl stayed back to study. Um, her roommates only began to get worried when she doesn't show up at a planned poetry reading session. They thought that was odd, but then she stopped posting on social media with me, an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again. First of all, judge and trial lawyer. You can find her anchor at Court TV at ashleywilcott.com. Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, and author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon. He is a so-called death investigator. Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst, joining us out of Beverly Hills. You can find her at drbethanymarshall.com. The director and founder of the Cold Case Research Institute, Cheryl McCollum, crime scene, crime scene expert. But right now, to CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, Levi Page. Levi, and to everyone on our program today, let's start at the beginning. Let's don't get ahead of ourselves and try to sift through the clues that were first left behind. Straight to you, Levi Page. What can you tell me about this girl, Haley Anderson? Because there's not a lot of college students that willingly choose to stay behind and study instead of going on spring break and go to a poetry reading. You don't hear of that very often. So she's a nursing student at Binghamton, New York. She's just 22 years old. Uh, Levi Page, what can you tell me about this young girl? Do we know where she's from to start with? Long Island. Okay, so not too far away from home. Go ahead. She's a straight-A student, and she's very well-liked, very popular Nobody can say a negative thing about her. Her mother described her as, quote, a millennial hippie, very friendly, very talkative. She trusted everyone and was very supportive of her. Friends. I want to go to Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst, joining me out of Beverly Hills. Just, just this morning, Bethany, I was talking to my partner in our oxygen program in justice about his daughter, Kira, who has a 4.0 and nearly fell out when she made a B. The other day, Bethany, mm. not bragging, maybe bragging, my son made a hundred, a 100 on a test. Wow. And guess what he said? Mom, it's going to bring down my average. Because he had 105 in that class. Now, wait a minute. I I'm working up to something. My sister, valedictorian high school, graduated in double major in accounting and uh, German for a you know how hard it is to have a 4.0 in college, much less in nursing? I mean, this is not the kind yeah, of girl that just takes off in a van and decides to see the world. She's dedicated. That makes her disappearance even more unusual, Dr. Bethany. Not only that, she had two very good friends she lived with, and they were inseparable. She was the kind of girl who was independent. She didn't want to talk to her mom every single day. So she said, Mom, call me every Sunday. So she set up very predictable relationships in her life. This is not the kind of person who would go missing. And the fact, Nancy, that nobody disliked her, everyone loved her. She's gorgeous. Have you seen her? The one oh, picture? Yes, with I have. 
She's flowers around stunning. her head. She's got this naturally brown hair, and it's got golden, shimmery thingies in it. Big blue eyes, mm -hmm. perfect teeth. That costs some money right there, those teeth. Perfect. And she looks like a cover girl. You know, you said something, and I want to follow up on the significance of this. You said she had predictable relationships that she had her mom call, like my mom when I was in college and law school, and frankly, when I was still I started trying cases, she had a job where she had to be there. She was a CFO of a canning company. She had to be there at seven sharp. That's when you still got charged for long distance calls. But at work, she had an 800 number. She would call me at seven o'clock sharp every morning, say, just want to make sure you're up and about and having your V8 and, you know, every morning, very predictable. But what does that mean, Dr. Bethany? Well, to me, it means that she had very secure attachment systems and that even though she was beautiful, like you said, perfect hair, perfect teeth, bubbly, that she wasn't the kind of person who had divisive relationships or sparked envy or sparked division in the people around her, that people found her likable in a very ongoing kind of way. So that to me even raises the red flag even more that she would disappear because she's not the kind of person who would have relationships where people would dislike her. She wasn't toxic. She wasn't poisonous. You know, some people go missing and you, you start looking for enemies, right? This person doesn't like them. That person's posting on Instagram. One friend says something negative, but not one person has come forward and said anything negative about her. You know, another quick story, Nancy, is that at one point she was sitting with her two best friends on her dorm bed and she said to them, what does depression feel like? I thought that was fascinating that a young woman this age did not know what depression felt like. That tells me what good mental health she was in, how optimistic, and um, that she's not the kind of girl who was getting herself in trouble. You know, I want to follow up with Ashley Wilcott, judge and trial lawyer, anchor Court TV. Ashley, that's very significant. And when Dr. Bethany said, I just want to tell you another story. When I would investigate cases, and even now, when I'm reporting on cases and I'm speaking to witnesses or, or players in the, in the case, I like to sit down and hear all their stories. Because actually, somewhere in all that information, you, you learn something about the disappearance, like what we were listening to, Ashley, where she had a scheduled time for mom to call every week, where she had two best friends, where she didn't really understand, like, what's depression like? I've never felt like that. You, when you sit down and you really listen to people's stories, you learn information to use in the search for this missing girl, Ashley. You got to be willing to listen. Absolutely. It's so important because what it does is establishes a timeline so you can figure out what is their routine? What did they miss? Where were they? When were they there? And I will tell you, as a judge, one of the biggest things I see is attorneys often do not like to listen to answers to investigations. And you are right. Listening is key. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. 
offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule. You'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We are talking about a young girl, a nursing student, set to graduate in just a month or so. Doesn't go on spring break because she wants to study. Has a 4.0 average, plus she's beautiful. Um, I'm talking about Haley, Haley Anderson. And another thing that I know about Haley is she had very good friends who noticed when she didn't come to a poetry reading and also when she did, wasn't posting on Facebook. I want to go to Joseph Scott Morgan, Professor of Forensics and Cheryl McCollum, Director of Cold Case Research Institute. Cheryl McCollum, uh, you and I met, I, you say, around 2 o'clock in the morning at a crime scene. Uh, I, I, I don't remember it quite that way, but I will bow to your recollection. Cheryl, when you start looking for somebody, you got to know who they are. You've got to know, are they a drinker? Not judging. Do they use drugs? Not judging. Do they uh, go out overnight and don't come back home? Uh, who is who, who are their last boyfriends or girlfriends? How often are they in touch with their family? I'm talking about college students. All of that matters, Cheryl, when you are working on a case and you can't find a young girl. Absolutely every single thing about their life matters. And here's what's brilliant here. She was predictable. She was the kind of, you know, student, friend that you could rely on. She had a 4.0, so she didn't miss class. She didn't miss study sessions. I've got two sisters that are trauma nurses. And I will tell you, those nursing programs, they get out of class and go right into a study session with all their friends. There's a lot of accountability with everybody. You know, sort of like law school. You do these five questions, I'm going to answer the next five, et cetera. So, you know, when you were just this- describing going into study, study sessions with her friend, I thought immediately of law school because the minute you got in class, Absolutely. you get a cup of coffee and you go straight into study sessions. Um, right. and, and you create a bond with those people. It's like you're in a foxhole together and you don't just Correct. disappear or not show up for your study session. You know, Joe Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State and author, uh, death investigator. I would first start looking at her apartment. If you were look, if you were trying to figure out what happened to this girl, what would you do first, Joe Scott Morgan? Well, you know, you're going to learn the most about a person's life, where they live, just as you mentioned. And so I want to know, for instance, if she is missing, you can't track her down. Is there any sign of a forced entry or struggle at the apartment? Is her luggage missing? Uh, does she have uh, valuables that are still in the, in the house that people are familiar with, or are they gone? Uh, are, are things thrown about? Is there disorder and chaos in the environment? 
or if everything is placed where it should be. Why does that matter to you whether her clothes are on the floor? Why, why do you care about that? Well, because it gives you an idea that maybe there was a frenzied event, particularly for somebody that is by nature a neat person. If you walk in, you know, at any point in time, now you look at my 18-year-old son's room, you know, you're going to think, well, he lives this way. But with a girl that is so very ordered in her life, she's so very disciplined with what she's doing in school academically, you know, here at Jacksonville State, we've got this fantastic nursing program and it is run like a military camp because it has to be so ordered she has a very ordered life if anything differs from that life for an investigator that is essential because it begins to paint a narrative guys we were talking about a 22 year old girl absolutely stunning brains in beauty 4.0 average who suddenly doesn't show up for a poetry reading. And then her friends notice she's not posting online. So where do you look? Statistically, you look at a boyfriend, a lover, an ex, a husband. Take a listen now to our friend Maria Elena Salinas, CBS News 48 Hours correspondent. Healy and Orlando first met in class, but didn't forge a friendship until Haley's fourth year at school, when they crossed paths at a party at Kevin's off-campus apartment. It was just coincidence that they met in my apartment. Haley recognized him, and so she introduced me to him. Orlando, Haley, and Kevin grew closer. Kevin even invited his new friend to join his fraternity. We tried to recruit people who we think we would get along with well. And being that we are both from Hispanic backgrounds, me and him were the only two people that spoke Spanish. So I thought it'd be a good idea. And for a while, it was, until Kevin and Haley took one of their breaks and Orlando crossed the line in his friendship with Haley. They had some romantic times together, but Haley was very clear from the beginning that she didn't want to be in a committed relationship. Haley and Orlando now had their own on-again, off-again relationship. Uh-uh. N-O, I smell a love triangle. Where there's a love triangle, there's a problem. Let me understand this. Levi Page joining me, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Haley was so into her nursing studies, she did not want a full-time boyfriend and all of the commitment that goes with that. She was hell-bent on keeping that 4-0 average. So she has a relationship with the boyfriend, Kevin. But she doesn't want a committed relationship. So they break up, then they get back together, or they break up. And during this, uh, they meet Orlando to Sarah, and they all three become friends. And then in one of the breakup periods with the boyfriend, Kevin, Orlando moves in and starts taking her out. But she again reiterates, I don't want a full-on boyfriend. Do I understand that correctly? Yes, you've got that relationship down pat. And Orlando is 22 years old. He's from a well-to-do family. He, his family immigrated to Miami from Nicaragua. His father was a physician, and he was also a nursing student as well. So that's how him and Haley bonded was their common major in college. Okay, so the boyfriend, Kevin, is a nursing student. So he's under the same stress she is. Maybe not as much because she wants a 4-0. That's how they become friends. And then the Orlando to Sarah boyfriend 
Um, it, they meet at a party, and they're all three friends. But then he starts dating her. Yes, no. Yes, Orlando is actually the nursing student. Oh, thank you. She had known him in class and then got to know him better at a party. Now, which one was the rich one, the wealthy one, Kevin? Orlando, his family family immigrated to Miami from Nicaragua, and Orlando's father was a physician. He came from a very well-to-do, respected family. Okay, so now we see a love triangle. Dr. Bethany Marshall, nothing good comes out of a love triangle. Can we at least agree on that? We can agree that nothing good comes out of a love love triangle, yes. Mm -mm. Nothing good at all. And then something goes sideways. Take a listen again to Maria Elena Salinas at CBS News 48 Hours. Weirdly possessive of Haley, who wasn't his girlfriend. He definitely liked Haley. He definitely seemed like he wanted it to be a little bit more than just an on and off uh, fling. Then... There was this big red flag. Slashed every single one. Haley posted this Snapchat video, announcing the tires on her car had been slashed. It happened the day after a party at Orlando's apartment, where he learned that Haley and Kevin were on again. I was the one who found her tires slashed. Kevin had spent the night at Haley's. We wake up, she walks me out of the door, and this time when I was walking past her car, I noticed that something looked off about it. Slashed every single one. And I told her right away, I said, it must be Orlando. Okay, that's always a rude surprise to wake up. I had it happen to me when I was a prosecutor. And every time it turned out, which was I think three or four times, it was a defendant's relative that slashed my tires. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we're talking about the disappearance of a young girl, 22-year-old Haley Anderson. And we have just developed the fact that there was a love triangle going on. Maybe not in her mind, but in the minds of the two guys that were vying for her attention, there was a love triangle. So what I'm understanding is that, correct me if I'm wrong, Levi Page, the original boyfriend, Kevin... They're dating again. They walk out of her apartment one morning and see all four of her tires slash. Right? Is that correct? Yes. And they they suspected Orlando Tercero because... That's the wealthy boyfriend, right? Yes. 
they had been at a party and he had seen them together and he became angry. He got into an argument with Haley. He berated her. And then the next morning she notices her tires are slashed. You know, Dr. Bethany Marshall, I got to go off on a rant here. Why is it you have a couple of dates with somebody and then some other guy like your their their possession gets all angry and actually berates you in public because you have a date. Nancy, it's I would have dumped him right there. I, I could write volumes on this. Perhaps it wasn't a love triangle. Perhaps she was a beautiful young woman who was free to date whoever she wanted, but in the mind of Orlando, Orlando she became his possession very soon. And this seems stalkerish to me. And you've heard me say this so many times on your show. Stalkers imagine that there's a relationship even when there is evidence to the contrary. They could spot somebody in a shopping mall, a beautiful woman, and all of a sudden, bam, that's my girlfriend. Or see a star like Selena Gomez on stage and, oh, she's my girlfriend. Their fantasies outpace reality. And because of that, every time the girlfriend does not, or the woman, the pop star, the woman in the mall, whoever they're fixated on, does not return their attention, they feel insulted, they feel angry, and then they start to pursue the woman to have greater and greater control over her and to bring her under submission in some way. They go after the victim to punish the victim for perceived rejection. So I'm worried if Orlando is this kind of a guy and she's this hippie free spirit who wants to date whomever she wants. Another issue disturbing me, Dr. Bethany, is that we would take his complaints public. I mean, you can, in your mind, feel jealous or angry, but then to outwardly berate someone in public at a party, that kind of takes it to another and more disturbing level. To you, Cheryl McCollum, I mean, we've handled so many missing cases and murder cases together. That's crossing a line when you think, "Oh, oh, I hate him. And then you cross the line and you throw a fit at a party. Here's what concerns me. He does throw the fit at the party. So you think, okay, he's blown off some steam. He's going to leave. Forget her. Who needs her anyway? Go find another one. He doesn't do that, Nancy. Well, okay, we think he doesn't do it, but we're talking about slashing the tires. Take a listen again to our friends at 48 Hours. Orlando denied it and even tried to blame Kevin, but Karen Anderson didn't buy it. So you're pretty convinced that it was Orlando who slashed her tires. Oh, oh, absolutely. I said, Haley, you need to make a police report. So the police came over, they took the um, information down, and but she wouldn't press charges because what? it was over $600 in damage and it would have been considered a felony and he would have been kicked out of the nursing school. For a while, Haley kept her distance from Orlando, but despite warnings from her family and friends, she eventually led him back into her life. It was a red flag for you, but not necessarily for Haley. No, right. She trusted him. So help me understand that. Why would you let him back in your life? After you suspect that he slashed your tires, you let him back in. Why is that, Dr. Bethany Marshall? Do you just want to avoid the subject? Do you want to pretend like it didn't happen? Do you not want to? You know, women in abusive relationships, battered women syndrome, 
they want that perfect relationship. They don't want to accept mm -hmm. that they're being abused. And so they will just go through life with blinders on, not accepting what's really happening. Why do we, why do people do that? They don't want to know something bad, like women that are getting, or men that are getting cheated on. They want to ignore the lipstick right. on the collar. Why is that? Well, so women in abusive relationships and men, I think of it as a crisis of boundaries. So in this case, the boundary, poor boundary would be, that she knows that there's something wrong with Orlando, that he's suffering, he's obsessed with her. And in her mind, instead of saying he's a creeper, she's going to say, oh, poor Orlando, um, you know, he's, he's suffering, he's lonely, he's upset. And the crisis of boundaries is that she's going to blame herself, that perhaps he has done something to cause his suffering. And because she's done something to cause his suffering, now she's responsible for it, and therefore she must fix it. So the person misbehaves, does something bad, and then in this case, Haley feels responsible for getting him in trouble or suspecting him. Yes. It's in her mind, kind of her fault, he's in trouble, and so she brings him back into the fold. Let me ask you a question. Uh, Joseph Scott Morgan, I'm interested in what the friends did to try and find her. By this point, Haley um, is missing. The friends don't know what to do, and they decide to try track my iPhone. Take a listen to your cut three. This is Maria Elena Salinas. When Binghamton University nursing student Haley Anderson first disappeared from her off-campus apartment, her close friend and roommate, Josie Arton, says she wasn't alarmed. I didn't think, oh, something terrible has happened because, you know, Haley's a big girl. But the next day, Josie became extremely concerned, especially when another roommate used the app Find My Friends to track Haley's phone to the apartment of fellow nursing student, Orlando Tercero. Tell me about Orlando. Orlando is charismatic. Orlando's close friend, Jesse Bua, knew how much Orlando liked Haley. The first thing I thought was maybe they had eloped. But Josie didn't trust Orlando and went to his apartment in search of her friend. When no one answered the door, she climbed through a window and found Haley. I didn't know for sure that she was dead at the time. She just was so pale, you know. Haley had been strangled to death and Orlando Tercero was gone. It's a lot to take in. When I look at photos of Haley, she looks so incredibly alive, just stunning, big smile, the world ahead of her. And her friends do the Find My Friend app. I've got it on my phone. It's called, I think, Life360, and I can see where I am, my husband, and my twins are. And they followed it to Orlando's apartment, Orlando to Sarah. Now remember, Orlando to Sarah is the wealthy young man who has dual citizenship in the U.S. and his parents' homeland, Nicaragua. They track her phone to the apartment. While his friends think everything's okay, her friend, Josie, says no way. They actually climb 
a tree to look into the apartment and they see Haley's body lying there pale. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We are discussing the disappearance and the discovery of the body of a beautiful young girl. Brilliant. Take a listen to CBS News 48 Hours. Nearly six months after her tires were slashed, Haley went missing, even off Snapchat. Josie and another roommate named Michelle tracked Haley's iPhone to Orlando's apartment and then climbed through a window in search of their friend. I boosted Michelle up first and then climbed in. And she was a little ways ahead of me. And basically, she screamed and yelled to me, like, Josie, call 911. And I walk in there, and then I see Orlando's bedroom, and, and Haley's there. I didn't know for sure that she was dead at the time. She just was so pale, you know. Haley had been strangled to death, and Orlando Tercero was nowhere to be found. Straight out to you, Joseph Scott Morgan, death investigator, professor of forensics, explain to me the science, how it works. Find my friend. With the iPhone function, Nancy, uh, everything operates on a, a large cloud. Uh, this, this, this cloud that exists, it contains all of the identifiers for this phone, and each person's each person's phone has a specific identifier for it. So if you're missing your phone, perhaps, uh, you can go into that system and on a computer, and you can actually uh, key in uh, the code for the phone, and it will ping. And what that means is it's going to bounce off of the repeater, uh, the transmitter, and then the phone itself will give off uh, a location signal. It'll also, if you've lost it in your house, it'll chime in a specific way. So it's a specific way to identify. Now, with this particular case, let's keep in mind these are young millennial kids. Everybody, and I mean everybody, is heavily dependent upon their phone. It's with us everywhere we go. And she's engaged in social media. So when she kind of disappears off of this, 
it, it starts them thinking, you know, an older generation like me, I'm not going to think about the phone as much as they are. But immediately these kids start thinking, how can I track her down using her phone? And then, of course, in the end, it winds up pinpointing her exact location. You know, Joe Scott, you got to get with it. I use Life360 all the time. And uh, the, the twins, as you know, just with their school band, went to Disney and played on one of the stages there. With their, a, a lot of schools, were, their school bands were there. And the thought of them wandering around Disney without a chaperone nearly threw me over the edge. So I used the Live 360 the whole time to see them walking around. And I mean, it, it really works. And even find my iPhone uh, can work. You can plug on your iPad and then it, it leads you to your iPhone. That's how that works. And that is what happened here. But where is to Sarah? Here is ABC7 News anchor Liz Cho. We are learning new details today about the man wanted for questioning in the suspicious death of a Binghamton University student. Police identify him as Orlando Tercero. He is also a Binghamton nursing student and the ex-boyfriend of 22-year-old Haley Anderson. Police found Anderson's body on Friday at an off-campus home. They want to question Tercero, but say he fled to Nicaragua before authorities found her body. To Levi Page, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, what do we know regarding cause of death? Well, Nancy, we know that the autopsy found that there were finger marks on Haley Anderson's neck. And the medical examiner noted in the autopsy, quote, this was a case of asphyxiation by neck compression, both manually and ligature strangulation due to the necklace she was wearing at the time. The autopsy was conducted March 10th, 2018, and the medical examiner estimated the time of death was 36 to 48 hours before the body was found. It seems to me, Ashley Wilcott, that the uh, third wheel of that love triangle, Orlando Tessera, left immediately after killing her. Ashley Wilcott, the fact that he would leave the country is flight. And very often I would argue to juries, you know, when a state trooper comes up behind you, do you hit the gas at 100 MPH and take off? No, you, you might slow down a little bit, but you don't take flight unless there's a reason to take flight. Oh, I completely agree with you, Nancy. Now I'm going to say any good defense attorney is going to say, so what he left, that doesn't prove his guilt. Maybe someone passed away where he's from and he had to go home. But when you start looking at all of these things together, I do not believe it's coincidence. And I think that when someone flees, there can be some guilt associated with that. You would think at an apartment complex, there would be surveillance video, right? And that the cameras would work. Well, believe it or not, it's true. So often we hear, oh, they taped over every 72 hours or the cameras were just for show or they weren't functioning. But in this case, we find out surveillance cameras were working at Orlando Tessera's apartment. Take a listen to 48 Hours correspondent Maria Elena Salinas. Binghamton Police Lieutenant Corey Miner led the search for Haley's suspected killer. So this is the house that Orlando lived in? That is correct. There's several different cameras on the house. Those cameras were utilized to track not only Miss Anderson's movements around the property, 
but also Mr. Tercero's throughout the day of March 8th and March 9th. The first recording of interest to police was on Thursday, March 8th, in the early morning hours, when Haley met up with Orlando. The camera on the front of the house shows Ms. Anderson and Mr. Tercero walking into the residence on March 8th. But after Ms. Anderson walks into the house, she is never seen again. Mr. Tercero, on the other hand, he is seen leaving the residence several times. Nearly seven hours after arriving with Haley, Orlando is seen clearing the driveway of garbage and leaving alone. Using a receipt they found in his apartment, police tracked his movements to a local pharmacy where he purchased z and melatonin, two sleeping aids. Okay, so we're learning more and more from the video surveillance to Cheryl McCollum. What does the surveillance tell you? It reminds me of Johan Vandersloot and Stephanie Flores, where they walk into the hotel together and then only he leaves. Not only do they have that in real time, Nancy, it's going to line up with the app that, that her friends use, the Find My Friends, because that app also has a location history, and they're going to line up in real time perfectly. Take a listen now to where police believe Orlando flew. Steve Cornwell wasn't sure Nicaraguan authorities were even looking for Tercero. We had no communication with anybody in the government of Nicaragua at that point for those few days. Then, four days after his arrival, Orlando's mother drove him an hour south to the much larger city of Leon to get medical attention. According to the police report, Orlando Tercero was brought to this hospital with self-inflicted wounds, implying he tried to take his own life. It's possible that someone here recognized the fugitive. The story had been in the news for days. We were told that this is where police finally found and arrested Orlando. The next day in Managua, police held a press conference informing the world that Orlando Tercero was in custody. He's in custody, all right, in Nicaragua. We later learned police say that jealousy was the motive, that Haley was killed by asphyxiation, neck compression, choked to death in her sleep, but Tercero leaves her where she is and flees the country. In the end... This guy convicted in the death of this young girl, but not in the U.S. With the strings and connections his family have there in his homeland, who knows if he won't be released just the way Jorn Vandersloot was after killing Natalie Holloway. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Gray's Crime Story signing off. Goodbye, friend. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.